Hi guys, welcome to Word on the Street. I'm Andrew Street. Today, we're gonna to be talking about the fast moving and changing initiatives that manufacturers and uh, Ford Direct and kind of the middle players want dealers to focus on and how every single dealership has some variation and has separate needs and really how dealers within those programs can tailor their marketing strategies to what the store actually needs versus kind of what's being pushed on them. I'm joined here by Ashley Kilbarger. She's veteran marketing director for over 20 stores for like 20 years or something like that. She is a dealer consultant. She's a fashion content creator. She is an award-winning mother. And Ashley, could you give a quick hello and, and let people know just kind of what your role is as an as a specialist with dealers? Well, hello. Um, yeah, thank you for that introduction. Um, I appreciate that, especially the mom thing, because um, being a mom is hard. Um, yes, I am a, a, a dealer consultant here at uh, Dealer OMG, and I take all of the problems or initiatives you want to meet and I bring them to life and make it happen for you. That's great. That's a great description of it. Because <laughs> I do feel like it's it's like up to the advertiser to get from the dealer what the dealer really needs, opposed to like, hey, here was our cost per click and our click through rate. When are right. the incentives coming out? Okay, we'll do it again. But like, hey, I see because of your inventory levels or because of the market conditions or because of you have a surplus of uh, expeditions and here's a lot of mothers that are driving old expeditions in the market. Let's do that um, to really push them to kind of give you some insights. But do you have any feel for like some unique opportunities that like looking at Ford, because we were just talking about Ford today, uh, like what is on Ford's radar right now? What is ships pushing on their dealers? What are you hearing from their dealers? Because I know you work with dozens of Ford dealers right now, helping them with their strategies. Yes. Um, so one of the main initiatives, obviously, is EV um, coming into the market and trying to get their Ford Lightnings and Ford Machis off of their lots is most of their concern. <laughs> um, so that's been a big initiative, um, but it's kind of different across the board, depending on which location the Ford um, dealer is. I have some that don't care to push EV. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to push trucks or, um, you know, they're... Is that because they don't have EVs or because they don't sell EVs? They, their Both. customers aren't buying them? Both. Yeah. I, I have a couple that are kind of in um, rural areas and they just don't, they don't have buyers for it. Um, so they usually end up, you know, doing a... Uh, a dealer trade and selling it to another dealer or maybe someone from the city coming to buy it from them. They just don't have a big market for it there um, is what I've experienced with, with some of those locations. So have they tried to like start with their current EV inventory, like start to advertise to adjacent cities and try to like pull from somebody else's DMA to have customers come out and buy EVs from their lot? Is that something you're coming across? Yeah, I have come across that um, wanting to target, 
you know, wider audiences, wider locations, um, closer to cities. Uh, I also have a client that has um, sister stores that are located in cities and they'll sell the trucks to the sister stores because they know they have um, people in the market there. Ah, and then like when you're trying to target consumers with EVs, is it uh, is it more like people already driving an EV or is it people who are driving F-150 to convert over to the F-150 Lightning or conquesting Silverado drivers into a Lightning? Yeah. What do you see that's working well? Um, kind of all of it. So we kind of split the um, campaigns up based on different criteria. Um, we kind of go after in-market shoppers, people, people that are in the market for EVs and hybrids already. And then, um, you know, we kind of target those conquest drivers like Tesla and um, Silverado's, you know, for the lightning to, to kind of pull over those truck owners that maybe want an EV um, and they can't currently get one from Chevy. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then kind of pull from their own customer database, like people that have inquired about the EVs, but never bought, um, and just kind of serving them different advertising, um, to educate them on why maybe a new Ford Lightning would be something they would be interested in. The only thing I would really want to do is like get a Ford Lightning so I can be at somebody else's house when the power goes off and I can <laughs> I can power their home with my vehicle. Yes. It's yeah. like the ultimate ultimate experience with one. Um you say you're doing like different advertising to to different customers. What's the creative look like that's like going, you know, the display ads and the social media ads? What do they look like that are working? Yeah, so it's funny that that you brought that up. We actually have a client that has a video that they're running of the Ford Lightning powering a house. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, I think you know, adver advertising like that that is educational that a lot of people wouldn't know that it can do that always works. Um, and then, of course, putting in front of them the um, uh, government rebates. A lot of people don't know that you can use that now as as like a down payment. Um, before it was like something you had to get after you purchased. Right. Like, um, you know, like I heard people, I heard people comparing it to like the cash for clunkers and how that thing was kind of clunky itself of like how long it took for the rebate and how to apply for it was kind of murky. Yeah. Where the Treasury Department's like, okay, we'll do it really fast. Where especially like moving into next year, like the customer can use the $7,500 as down payment and then combine that with their trade-in and some cash out of pocket. All of a sudden they've got a pretty substantial down payment on a vehicle. And it sounds like you're educating consumers on that that's possible. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and why not go after your own um, F-150 owners with that? Like, Hey, you know, if you've been thinking about maybe upgrading, now you can use this towards your down payment and we want your trade. Yeah, completely. And it's like, you know, like the two big things I think that we heard that, that are like slowing people down from buying all these EVs that 
manufacturers are pushing the hell out of it's like the range anxiety that's a different thing but like the affordability if the average price is like 54 grand for an ev that eliminates the bulk of the population of people buying vehicles right and now we've got an opportunity to educate people on how it can be much more affordable to get that electric vehicle and then they can start charging their friends homes when the power right. goes out <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know if there's any, I'm sure it's out there, but maybe educating them on like cost savings, you know, how much yeah. they would save on gas, especially since gas is high right now. Yeah, it's like, and also like what I'm hearing too from some of the stores that, that we're starting to work with, other Ford stores is like, uh, they've just invested so much money into the electrical infrastructure at the dealership like electrification of their dealership that costs $1.2 million or $1.5 million or something, which is so much money and so many vehicles that you need to sell to recoup that investment. Now to be like, okay, let's be able to utilize that electrification where like stores in my backyard in Austin, they're like, yeah, we sell the hell out of Mach-E's and Lightnings. Okay, that's a unique market where EVs are big and you know, Ford is king versus, you know, you get 30 minutes or an hour outside of a city like this. It's completely different. Right. Where they're, they're just selling super duties. And, you know, a lot of people are having trouble getting like the Raptors and the fully, the full size Broncos. People are customizing those. Do we want to start pushing people through that flow? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually have a client that, um, they're in rural Ohio. Um, I mean, they're surrounded by cornfields. Um, so they do not have lightnings um, on the lot. If they do, it might be one or a few. Um, they are running advertising on um, Ford Performance um, F-150s that they have on their lot that have, you know, like $18,000 accessory kits on them with the Ford performance parts. Um, they have a whole like landing page based on off-road and Ford performance. Um, <laughs> so it's a whole different market, um, you know, than if you were to drive an hour to get into this yeah. city where, you know, someone would want a lightning versus a um, tricked out F-150 with lots of towing capacity and, you know, things to work the farm fields with yeah and like when i think about advertising stuff like that it's so easy to start thinking about the strategy and the audience you target and the metrics that you can see from advertising because we're swimming in metrics but like i always want to go back to like the creative side with those types of ads and especially if like somebody has a lot of inventory that we're trying to push that's already on a lot what type of creative do you see that makes an impact so the creative it it depends on what the end goal is i feel like you kind of have to run a couple different kinds of creative um you know some creative that's educational um especially for like the 7500 ev rebate um and then like if you just have a bunch of f-150s that you're trying to get rid of and they've been sitting too long um, you know, then you want to maybe throw up some incentive, um, 
videos about like, you know, lease your next Ford Escape for $3.99 a month or whatever it is um, to kind of entice those buyers that are in the market that might not know that they could get a low payment on something right now. Um, especially right now, I feel like a lot of manufacturers are finally throwing out more um, incentives, especially with new cars to get the new inventory rolling off the lot. So um, educational, incentivize, um, and then maybe even entertainment. I have a couple of clients that have just funny like reels that they put up in front of their audiences just saying, you know, we have spooky Halloween deals come down and shop today. <laughs> so um, I, feel, I feel like you kind of need a, a good mix of different advertising. Yeah. Yeah. And then making sure that like some of them are going to be geared for leads. Some of the ads are going to be geared for just reach and frequency and impressions. And then when you're talking about like educating people about the payments that they can qualify for, like something that I was just listening to recently from Jonathan Smoke or whoever it is that the, that's like the um, head economist from Cox Automotive, it's like 50% of households cannot pay more than $400 a month um, in, in a car payment. And it's really hard to get a car payment under $400. So it's kind of looking at, I think the play for us as advertisers is going to increasingly become until interest rates get corrected and things become normalized or vehicles become more affordable, but to start being able to target people who can qualify or who do have a higher annual income or monthly income or higher net wealth or better credit score, while so much of the population, 50% of the U.S. population, of adults can't qualify to pay over four hundred dollars. It's tricky. So you know, yeah. but now as an advertiser, our jobs like to make our audiences smaller instead of going really big, but go smaller to the right kind of people to where now all those paid impressions and the frequency grows with that smaller audience. And that's one way I'm looking at it now. It's like, okay, if these people can't afford it. Why advertise to them right now? Maybe we can do trade-in vehicles. We can do our pre-owned vehicles, our cars under twenty thousand, if we have any. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, what's a big what's? What do you feel like is the difference between like Ford right now and other manufacturers that you're working with? Um, I would say inventory. Um, I still have some Honda dealers that barely have any inventory on the lot um and ford has been cranking um so having and having diverse inventory um i know in my uh previous job uh our toyota store was really struggling because they weren't able to keep up with like ford and uh, gm and other uh, manufacturers that were cranking out inventory. Um, so they would just send inventory to the lots that weren't what customers wanted <laughs> because they couldn't get chips or whatever was, was going on with the manufacturing. Um, so they had inventory sitting on the lot that they couldn't sell um, because it wasn't what customers wanted. They don't want to wait for months to get heated seats 
you know, in a Toyota Camry. Um, they'll just mm -hmm. get one from somewhere else, um, from Kia or whoever has one. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think Ford's in a better place because they um, fared, I feel like, better with the manufacturing issues. And they're cool. And people buy the hell. Like the truck's the number one selling yeah. vehicle. Yes. And the F-150. F-Series. Yep. Yeah. And and it's interesting, too. It's like having a polarizing CEO with Jim Farley, who really pushing EV. And he it's actually uh, it's Chris Farley's cousin. You can look him up. I thought they looked so similar. So I finally Googled it. And they're cousins. Yeah. But he took that trip in a ford lightning down the pacific coast highway or something and he had a lot of issues with it so i think he's backing off of really pushing evs because forever was doing pre-orders because they didn't have any new inventory available then it became evs now maybe they're going to start coming out with incentives hopefully if they have all this inventory maybe we'll start seeing more incentives to really start to stimulate um, customers coming in uh well actually we've talked about a lot we talked about your role and how to customize kind of your marketing strategy to what the store needs, not what the advertiser wants you to do or the manufacturer wants to do. Uh, we talked about what creative could look like. We talked about educating the market and um, talked about the difference with Ford and other manufacturers and what you're hearing from, from your dealers because you're really where the rubber hits the road for companies like ours talking with the customers regularly we're talking with dealers all the time um well thank you anything else to add or, or should we bring this thing on in um no i think we talked about a lot um thank you as always for having me well everybody out there thank you for tuning in to word on the street with ashley kilbarger and i'm andrew street have a good day